Howdy folks, you're listening to Smarticus Tells History, the podcast where we discuss some of the wacky and crazy stories your friends may have told you. So sit down, have a beer or two, and let's learn a thing or two. Hello folks, how the heck are you? Welcome back for a new season of Smarticus Tells History. This season brings on a whole new batch of short stories that are even more exciting than last season's. In this week's story, we're going to dive back into the late 1700s and early 1800s for the story of one of the most notorious pirates in China. She goes by the name of Ching Shi. Now, normally when the word pirate or pirates dance across our little ears, we generally think of men. Well, that's because most of the pirates back in the day were men. And, as we all know, the women of that time frame were rarely allowed any kind of power or decision-making abilities. We normally think of terrible men and the atrocities that these men conducted. Of course, pirates were later glorified in the making of those Hollywood movies, you know the ones I speak of, starring a set of goofy and wonderful cast. Well, what you might not know is that Ching Shi was actually portrayed in that series of movies. In later ones, after all the pirate lords gathered and each relinquished their own piece of the binding spell that held Calypso in her imprisonment, there was only a single female pirate lord there, and that was, in fact, Ching Shi. Anyways, her story unfortunately starts in the middle of her lifetime. Her younger years are a bit of a mystery. As it were, Ching Shi isn't even her real name. Ching Shi actually means Widow of Ching, which was the name of her first husband. However, even with such a name that tied her down to basically being property of a man at that name, she never wavered in her journeys. From what we do know about the young Ching Shi, she was notoriously a woman of magnificent beauty. And she worked in what was known as a floating brothel as a prostitute in the 18th century Canton, China. By the age of 16, it is believed that she got her start in pirating from her husband, Zing Yi, whom was already a very powerful pirate captain in 1801 of what was known as the Red Fleet. However, Ching Shi was quite the businesswoman and brokered a deal in her marriage. She managed to score herself true equality in everything that was her husband's, which included any and all of his booty, which is pirate talk for stolen treasure. This meant that she incorporated 50% of all of his proceeds, power, and even his decision-making. Together, their power grew stronger and began encompassing other ships to set sail with the Red Fleet. These smaller fleets were also named after colors, such as the Black, White, Blue, Yellow, and Green Fleets. They commanded over 1,200 ships in total and about 70,000 crew members. This is, of course, why they ruled the Chinese seas, almost completely unopposed. After only six years of marriage to Xing Yi, their marriage was cut short. A hurricane hit Vietnam where Xing Yi was currently doing his pirate duties and took Xing Yi's life. In an effort to keep her power, Qing immediately began gathering alliances and more troops. The very first allegiance that she made was with her husband's second in command, Chang Pao whom was now the most powerful man around. He pledged his loyalty, as well as his bedchambers, and the remaining crew who may have had other ideas fell in line. This allowed her to solidify her power and not be condemned to being a widow. However, it would have also been a pretty decent life. One other tactic that she deployed to maintain her power was to implement a ruthless and strict code of conduct amongst the crews that she commanded. Any rule breakers of the code would be severely punished. Rules like, no attacks are allowed unless Ching says so, and if you disobey, well, then you lose your head. 
if a crewman disobeyed lesser orders, well, their ears were removed, seeing as they couldn't hear anyways. A second mistake was the removal of the head. Taking prisoners is an inevitable part of pirate life. But if those prisoners were women, there was a very particular set of rules to be followed. If the woman was not beautiful, she was to be set free, unharmed. If she wasn't half bad, her captor was allowed to take her as a wife, but only if he was faithful, cared for her, and didn't abuse her. Consensual sex that was not approved with female captives resulted in death for both involved parties. As for rape, well, that was also a quick way to lose your head. If a ship or town had paid tribute to the Red Fleet, and a pirate did not honor that agreement by looting, raping, or otherwise harming the ally, you were beheaded. Have you noticed a theme here? Ching Shi seemed to have a liking for the dismemberment of body parts, especially the head. The list of rules is long, but it allowed for a supremely well-behaved and well-oiled crew. Now, as you can imagine, Ching Shi and her extremely large navy made the Emperor of China very nervous. Ching Shi and her vast power were basically a direct threat to the Emperor, if she so chose. So, what does any man such as the Emperor himself do? Why, he launches an attack to challenge Ching Shi, unprovoked. She, of course, decimated his little armada and captured over 60 ships, turning the men against the Emperor in the process by offering subservience or being nailed to the deck. Now, most of these men obviously chose to live. So, the Emperor made another move, this time involving Britain and Portugal, whom he had to bribe. And what happened next? Well, Ching Shi once again laid waste to the enemy forces, effortlessly, I might add. These attacks went on for over two years. Eventually, the Emperor admitted defeat and made an offer. Amnesty and retirement as a free woman if she would kneel to him and disband the Red Fleet. For some reason... Ching Shi accepted, although I have no idea why. She clearly had the emperor on his knees. The second part of the deal she also agreed to. However, that she would only kneel to the emperor if it was in marriage to her right-hand man, Chang Pao. The emperor accepted these terms and granted her freedom and was allowed to keep her wealth. Unfortunately, Ching Shi died at the age of 69 after a quiet second career running a gambling establishment. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Come back next week for another interesting short story. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And if you have heard any wacky and crazy stories that you want told here, you can go to our Facebook page at Smarticus Tales History and leave a comment. Now, with that being said, I'll see you next time, and you guys have a wonderful, fantastic, and awesome day. Bye now.